ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. for that yet i just i i know this um the question is how do i want to be remembered and someone who had passion and someone that that cared a lot you know um winning winning's important in that you know it's important in that Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Coming at you on a Wednesday morning, Sean Payton, no longer the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Stepped away. I guess I didn't shoot high enough yesterday with the 10%, huh? Yesterday I said, you know, I've been saying 0% chance he would coach another team next season. But a 10% chance he might step away and do television or just get out of coaching for a year. More like 100%. Sean Payton is done in New Orleans. And make no mistake, he is he's done. He's done. His time is done. And... You know, this is a guy that got to New Orleans a little over 16 years ago following Katrina. Prior to his time there, the Saints were a franchise with one postseason win in their entire history. A long history. Nearly 40 years when he got there. And took over. Won 152 games in 15 seasons. Wasn't the coach in 2012. 
a winning percentage of 631, a Super Bowl championship, seven NFC South titles, was top five in total offense 11 times, and changed the perception of the Saints. You know, he even said it yesterday. It's cool to think that, you know, people out there that are 21, 22 years old, their perception of the Saints is that of a team that's good and relevant and wins a lot. He's right. And prior to that, for the most part, the Saints had a few seasons here or there, but they were kind of like the Lions. You know, a perpetual loser for the most part. He um, he did a lot for that team. He did a lot for that fan base, and now he's gone. This is an exciting day for me and my family. Uh, I'd like to first thank Mr. Benson, Rita, for giving me this great opportunity uh, to coach a, a great organization. Obviously, 2005 was a traumatic year for this area. It was a tough year for this team. I hope that in some small way, the effort of this team in 2006 and beyond will represent this city and region well. We're not carrying the sins of these old teams here forward. This is our deal. This is our deal. This is a thing that you guys have worked towards. That is uh, Sean Payton early in his tenure with the Saints. And then you heard a little bit of sound from him yesterday in that press conference and you know did anyone try to talk you out of it Sean anybody say yeah you know maybe maybe just stick around Mickey Gale and Dennis <laughs> that's it I mean because I didn't talk with anyone like you know Mickey then down the hall to Gale and then down the hall to Dennis in that order. And then Dennis again and Mickey and Gail. <laughs> Mickey Loomis, Gail Benson, Dennis Lausha. It was uh it was big. It was big. Sean Payton, one competitive dude. What is he gonna do next? Sean? I I'd like to try TV. And I, I've had some opportunities and yet I really don't um, I talked to Drew a little bit about it last night I don't uh, I don't know that part of it that well Um, but that'd be something that would interest me and so I think the hardest part is sitting in your chair saying wait a minute you haven't talked with a network yet you haven't talked with like not a word um, so hopefully that opportunity comes. Now, where will he go after that? He said he wants to get back into coaching at some point. Many speculating eventually he'll end up with the Cowboys. I don't know. Sean Payton likes control when he's coaching. Said that many times because it's true. Because it's true. Who's going to coach the Saints next? Sean? I Listen, I will always have a place and a part of me here. And I'm, I'm waiting to move into another residence. And, but those decisions will come with, hopefully, hopefully, I, I just had a meeting with the staff and reflected on a number of things. And, and hopefully, 
you make an impression like others before me made an impression with me that I don't even know it, but maybe that I'm passing on to, to future head coaches, future coordinators, future GMs, because I want every one of them to realize those dreams. Like I root for, you know, Doug Marone when, when he, he's being a head coach and now at Alabama and Curtis at Tulane and Dennis at Oakland and any of these people that were part of this process here, regardless of where they're at, you root for them. I do. And because you want to see them have success and it's important to our program. Saints have uh, requested interviews with Aaron Glenn, who's in Detroit, former Saints DB coach, and, of course, Dennis Allen. Not a surprise there. Looks like this thing is probably going in the direction of Dennis Allen. More on that later, though. Um, We're going to talk about Sean Payton and what he did and what he was most proud of during his time with the Saints. It's easy to say you're most proud of, uh, of a Super Bowl team, but I'm most proud of the culture in, in the, um, the winning seasons. What comes next for him? What comes next for the Saints? Plenty more sound from Sean Payton. And um, a day that I said yesterday 10%. I should have said 100%. Knew he was going to be leaving for a year. I didn't. There was speculation out there. Also, compensation questions. Sean leaves for a year and decides he wants to get back into coaching one year from now. How does it work in terms of his contract and compensation? We'll explain that. And, of course, former NFL wide receiver, Saints superfan, James Butler is in the house. He will join me as well. This is The Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. Don't go anywhere. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sports book because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, welcome back. 
Into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, James Butler. He is in studio. He is uh, got a big frown. Just no, looks, I, looks no, sad. You, you look looks, sad, man. Look defeated. You look really sad, dude. Like, what, what, what's going on, man? Talk to me. You said you haven't. You said a second hadn't gone by. You hadn't thought about. No, Sean seriously, Payton. it hasn't. Like that's the truth. But you look like I have never walked in here and seen your face like <laughs> that's this. That's not true. That's how I know it's that's like not true. It, like this is when here's the thing. Long time pre 6 Saints fans. It's like you root for the team. I mean, you, the difference is when when Breeze retired, it was kind of expected. Right. It was like everyone prepared for like four years. The Sean Payton thing, it kind of just like, I know there was some whispers and then Rappaport and then Lombardi a week or two ago, and but it was kind of like, is this the thing that happens every year? And as I pointed out, well, the one difference is this year it's not that he's going to go to some other team. It's that yeah. he might actually just, they say retire, but I'll just let's just say step away for a little while from football, maybe do TV briefly then resurface as a coach later. That was the difference in the report this year. Now, yesterday I said, you know, I think there's a 10% chance that's happening. I was off by 90% because right. it happened right. a couple hours later. Um, but, no, man, it's, I mean, what a what a run, dude. What a run. 16 years, man. I, I, 15 I is the coach because, you know, Goodell made him yeah, oh, yeah, not right. coach yeah. for a year. But yeah, 152 true. wins, 631 uh, winning percentage. Super Bowl championships, seven NFC South titles, top five in total offense 11 times, and a guy that I think in a lot of ways was the biggest um, biggest impact on the change in culture there. I agree. Would you agree? I agree. When you hear a guy like Janoris Jenkins, who was on the Saints for two seasons, go somewhere else and say, of all the places he's played, bar none, it was the best in how they treated players. Right. It was the most professional. It was... He said it was it was incredible. This wasn't when he was on the Saints either. This is when he right. was now in the Titans. Um, and he, he, to be fair, he hadn't started playing yet for the Titans. They hadn't started camp yet. But, you know, that guy had been on a couple of different teams. And that wasn't the case back prior to 06. Oh, yeah. It was like, what's going on at that yeah, place? Yeah, you know, seriously. what's happening on airline yeah. drive? So credit to Peyton for that, man. That's I mean, the you, biggest you thing I'm worried about, Saints man. Fan. That's the biggest thing I'm worried about right the now. The culture. Like, I, I just don't want the culture to be taken away. Like, I don't want that to take a hit. Like, I don't want to go back to being a place where free agents and people, you know, don't want to come. I don't want to go back to that place of just uncertainty. But that's where we are right now. Well, I think, look, they've got a good we've got a good scouting department. they got a good GM. And I think, above all, they have a really good owner. Yeah. And, 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 and Coach Payton talked about this yesterday. Uh, in his 92-minute uh, <laughs> press conference, he was like, to have ownership in Gale that is willing to just trust you and let you work when we say, hey, look, we've got to get this player, and to do so, we're going to have to convert the salary into a signing bonus, and you're going to have to write that check now, yeah. and it's not going to be down the line, and we're going to have to do this to make it work, and... And and we, we want this guy to hit an incentive this week, and you're going to have to cut a check. And then every single time, whatever he told Mickey and whatever he Mickey and he told Gail, she was like, he's got the pin out. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know, to have that, I think to have, and look, pre-Katrina, Tom Benson was known as a guy that was, um, he didn't have the greatest rep as an owner. 
You know, he didn't. He he had a reputation of, eh, he doesn't really like to spend that much money, which wasn't necessarily true in the early 2000s, but certainly in the 80s and 90s. You know, he doesn't want to fully commit to this. He wants to have things done a certain way. He's hiring the wrong people. And then, I don't know, every everything in 06 changed with the franchise. Literally everything, right? Everything. You're right. But Scott, it's gonna it's gonna be There's okay, nothing man. there's nothing left. Well, no, I mean I guess Mickey Loomis is left. Now Gail wasn't the owner yet. Well sure it's gonna be okay. I mean, it's gonna geez. be okay. So do you think like based on what we're talking about with the culture, do you think Dennis Allen has to be the coach like, to keep to keep Probably. that, you know? The fact that like so, you know, Eric Bienemy is from New Orleans and he's a hot name out there. Oh, what's up? I mean, you know. Like I I, I like Eric Bienemy, right? He's he's the O coordinator for the Chiefs. He he went to Colorado and and played in the NFL, but he's all I mean he's from New Orleans. He's like that's my hometown. That's what he said everywhere he's gone. So there is like the fact that <clears throat> on one hand you have the Rooney Rule in place, which you hope teams would interview a guy anyway. I mean Byron Leftwich just got the job right, right. But the fact that they've interviewed Aaron Glenn already, or or plan to interview him rather, Aaron Glenn before this year had been on the Saints staff, right? Right. right. They plan on interviewing Dennis Allen. I won't be surprised if they interview Pete Carmichael Jr., even though I don't think he'll ever be a head coach. He's a coordinator type of guy. Like, the early signs point to they want to try to keep this thing similar to what they have. But well, what's, what are the chances you think they get the enemy and And, you know, the keep, thing is, Sean DC. Payton's going into TV. It's not like he's going to go to another team and hire away 90% of the staff. Oh, which man. we've seen happen uh, in yeah, places. I know, right? Uh, maybe uh, 90 is a bit of a stretch. Sorry, like 60, 70. Man. Um, yeah, so I, I I think, I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, it feels like the obvious choice is Dennis Allen, but, right? But do you think that if they hire the enemy, they'll keep Dennis Allen as the defensive coordinator? Or do you think Dennis Allen goes Well, I think, no, I, I think when you hire a new head coach, they... They, they want to bring their own staff yeah. in? Well, yeah, well, it, it maybe, but... Maybe maybe that's what he would want as a DC. I don't know, you know. But when you bring in, you can't keep a whole staff in place and just replace the head coach. Yeah, you're right because they want their own guys to come. Well, in. yeah, because that would just be weird. Hey, we want you to take over this team, but just do it with all these other things that are already in place. The vast majority of which you've never worked with. That's some Jerry Jones kind of stuff. It's not. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I, I Jerry Jones didn't. You know, since he fired Jimmy Johnson. Be, for winning a bunch, he hadn't exactly made the greatest hires, but um, you know, I, I just I, I I don't think you do that. If you go in a different direction and you bring in a new head coach that has not been with the Saints at all, then you're looking at something different. And I think if the team had gone, you know, three and fourteen, maybe they're looking at that. Right. Um. You know, you see. Uh, your boy Troy emailed. He said, Sean Payton leaving the Saints as they're about to stare down the consequences from years of going YOLO, spending, and draft pick trades. Gotta love it. Troy, how many times the Dolphins made he the says, playoffs? In the don't ever season? invite Sean Payton to your dynasty league. He'll go in and then leave you with an orphan team that no one is touching. Troy also likes to just copy and paste stuff other people write online. Um, uh, you know what? I'm I'm mad that I even gave Robert. No, no. Robert Mays wrote Sean Payton leaving the Saints as they're about to stare down the consequences from years of low, YOLO spending and draft picks. I mean, a guy with a blue check mark. He just copies and pastes stuff, and then, yeah. and not to mention, you know, you only live once. Years of YOLO. You yeah. realize that doesn't make sense, guys. Secondly, um, when it comes to the salary cap, uh, the Saints have been in quote cap hell for the last decade. 
The idea of picking the roster clean because Peyton's gone because they're in cap hell now is, it, I mean, it's just, it's a dumb take. Like, that's how they operate with the cap. Are they way over it? Yes. Have they been <laughs> way over it for yes. like the last five years? Yes. yes. And it caught up with them this past season. It did. Yeah. With Sean Payton, it caught up with them in that COVID hits, the annual league revenue goes down from what it was projected to be. Mm-hmm. And so the salary cap went down this year. And then you had to cut guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins, who were yeah. mentioned. And yeah, so it's kind of happened, but they're not they're not going full teardown rebuild um in this situation either. But And we needed Emmanuel Sanders this year. Bad. Oh team, yeah. Man. No, they there was a Bad. lot of players that the cap the cap did in fact catch up with them last year. Yeah. Um and next year, you know, they'll they'll probably make some cuts here or there and have to do some stuff. But the the league revenue, the cap's gonna go up because they're I mean they're coming off a year. They just inked some new future T V deals yeah. as well. We're talking big money. Speaking of T V. So what what's what, where where are you at? Is Peyton just is he just going like to Amazon or Fox for a year and then he's just going back into coaching? Is that was that what's happening here? Man. It feels like it in a lot of ways, right? He's going to go coach someone else in a year or two. And I, I guess, to me, not trying to be biased or anything, I want him to come back after he take that, you know, <laughs> after he take that break. But I know that that's highly unlikely. Um, so he, he he might do TV, but like I was telling you earlier, like I hate that he, you know, he had to come from the Bill Parcells tree of like. Like he's literally following everything Bill Parcells did, From, I, not not to the T, but I'm just saying like. What do you take, mean? In what way? Taking a break and then years later going to another team. Did he do that with the Giants? And then he went to he the went Patriots. to the he went to the Patriots. Yeah, he, he always would take a few years off. That's he went I'm from saying. the Patriots. Stra- yeah, and then yeah, I mean, it was always a few years and come back. Now that's what I'm saying. But so, he was also like, I mean. I mean, you're, you you have a point there. You have a point there. I, I don't remember how old he was when he first started doing it. Like, when he first did it with the Giants and then the Patriots, I, I want to say he was, like, in his early 50s. And Peyton's 58, so it's not like there's, they're that far off. Um, but, yeah, is Peyton coaching into his 70s? Is he going to do that? I Certainly you see him coaching in his 60s. Like, I, I don't think anybody thinks that Sean Payton's never going to be a coach again. I don't think he thinks that. I mean, he even alluded to it yesterday. You know what I mean? Uh, it's terrible, man. Like, seriously, like, I felt the energy when I walked in the room this morning, and I can tell that you were, like, <laughs> visibly and, like, emotionally upset. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm upset, too, but I'm kind of optimistic. I was, I was surprised, man. I was, I was surprised, and I was wrong. And he was... Obviously, the best coach in franchise history. He did a lot of things, a lot of good things, and time to move on. I mean, Saints fans, have your moments. You know, think about it this week. It's over. It's over. It's over. Then it's yeah, he's not. Up. I mean, you said you wanted him to come back. I mean, they, you don't think so? But his speech was his speech kind of insinuated like I'm not coming back. Right? He was just I saying mean, like you, you never say never, but he's not going back to the Saints if he coaches again. Was he going to come back in a year and be like, oh, I changed my mind? I hope so. Sorry, whoever the head coach is. No, first of all, he wouldn't do that. Secondly, but, but he said he Dennis Allen that. was trying to convince him to stay, which means if Dennis Allen is the coach, I wouldn't close that door all the way. 
you're not going to become a head coach and then step back and I be mean, like, if he's not producing, here you I'm go, sorry. it's back. What, it, it, sorry, you, go. you mean if 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 they were terrible and they fired a coach let's and they wanted say, him to okay, come back? Let's say you're talking about a situation that's highly unlikely. And even then, he'd probably be like, no, you just fired my friend who I helped coach up. I'm not going to go like take yeah, take. Right. A, it's yeah, all kind of yeah. the amount of things for it to even be a possibility is just it's not. He's well, gone. He's gone. He's going to coach again somewhere, and it's not going to be with the Saints. Well, you know what? I'm okay with Pete, Mar- Pete Carmichael being the OC, and I'm okay with why we can't give Chris Richard the uh, the DC job. Wasn't he the DC at Seattle? Um, he was, and he interviewed for a Ravens DC job yesterday. Yeah. So we might as well just keep him. If in they house. just promote, if if that, and now how many of these guys are going to want to keep? You know, some guys that might want to leave because Sean Payton's not the coach. Anymore. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about you that. You know what I mean? Uh, Troy's checked back in. He says, "Yeah, I did get it from someone. It's not the point, not where I got it from. That's why this show is terrible. You love to cut people down and make fun of people, and you've been doing it for a long time. I, Listen, don't, I don't love to don't make even, fun of anyone. Don't even read nothing else coming from Troy. He's a Dolphins fantasy relevant. It's. A, I mean, I just." Not trying to make fun of him, just pointing out that he got it from somewhere else, and he, I mean, that, it, how's that making fun of him? Well, since he wanted to email, act, tell him to email how many times the Dolphins have made the playoffs in the last fifteen years. That send us that stat, Troy, and then we'll have a conversation. I don't, I don't. No offense, I, I don't really care about. I care about my cousin who loves the Dolphins, but I don't really care about the Dolphins. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. You know, I, good for if he. Okay, so why do you listen the to this show if you're a Dolphins fan? Who was y'all head coach right now? Y'all didn't. Y'all, y'all head coach didn't retire. He got fired for having a winning season. I don't, we, I'm just reading his emails. I mean, obviously he wanted me to read it. He sent it to me. I'm not. I'm not. Did I make fun of him? Troy, the next email that you need to send, it needs to have how many times the Dolphins have made the playoffs in the last 15 years. Yeah, I, I'll we'll tell you, they've made it three times in the 21st century, and they they got bounced all three by a lot. Oh. But this show is terrible. Seems like your team is terrible. That's what it seemed like to me. I don't care about the Dolphins. I'm just, you know, just want to point out I wasn't making fun of Troy. I just pointed out that he copies and pastes stuff sometimes, and that's all. Hey, man, Mafredo. So, so since you're good at percentages, and you gave us some percentages <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> I'm not good, not good since at you all. Gave with us some, some, some percentages yesterday. Not good at all. Let me ask you: What are the percent chances that you think that they give it to Dennis Allen? In comparison to, <laughs> so you're setting me up for failure again. No, I just, just want to. I would, I would look. I think he's got to be the favorite. I do th- look. It was only, and it's not just because he coached them for one game, <coughs> and they played really well in that game. I mean, it's like the Michael doesn't that fan. that doesn't hurt, but that's not why you. That's not why you give a guy the head coaching job. I think that he's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that. He's had two tenures with the Saints as D.C., right? Um, he does have head coaching experience. Didn't go well last time, albeit that was for, you know, Al Davis. 8-28, um, and 28, right? I, was he there? Yeah, maybe. 8-28, I think that was his record. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people went and did not succeed as a head coach yeah. with uh, with when Al Davis was still around in the, in the latter part of his life with the – but I, I think it's more of just – we want to try to keep a lot of this thing together as best we can. Um, again, right now I know of two interviews they're doing in both. One was a, was on the staff as as recently as a year ago, and the other is Dennis Allen, who's been there a long time. I'm sure they'll interview some other guys, but you either 
you either promote Dennis Allen or you you bring in a new head coach who brings in a lot of new people. I don't think I, I, I don't want them to do that, man. I really don't. I really don't because that culture that Sean Payton spoke about, if we hire a whole new staff, that's out the window. Yeah, but and maybe, but it's it's it'd be something new. It doesn't mean a new culture is wrong, and it doesn't mean that if they promote from within that that they're going to be able to keep the culture. Like it, it, whether you promote from in or go on the outside, make no mistake, it is going to be very very difficult to replace Sean Payton. He hadn't just been your head coach either. He's been for the majority of the time the play caller. I know Pete Carmichael's done a little bit of it, but he's been the play caller for the vast majority of the time. The other thing that this really hurts the Saints, in my opinion, is. There was speculation, and I was involved in that as well, about they're going to make a big play to try to bring in a quarterback, right? Yeah, that's going to hurt. And, and, you, and you talked about it. You wanted Jameis. But look, I thought Russell Wilson, possible trade, other yeah. stuff like that. That's not happening now. I don't think so. It's not. I mean, I think I think the, the likelihood that Jameis is coming back is even greater now because he has worked with Pete Carmichael and he has been in the building and he knows it. But if you're one of these other quarterbacks that – you know, might get traded, but has some say in it, whether it be a no trade clause, whether it be like like Russell Wilson has. I think not having Sean Payton now, you're you oh, take that you take that off the list. That's out the window, and that was something that I thought was at play prior to yesterday, and I think that is now out the door. I think you've. If I had to guess, I'm not putting a percentage on it, so you can make fun no, of me again. No, man, no. I'm going to say that Dennis Allen is the head coach, okay, and that Jameis Winston is a starting quarterback next year. But that's not fair. Because you always try to put me in a box on stuff, and now I'm trying to make you get. I already percentages. did it to myself yet. I, all right, all right. Percentages of Dennis Allen of someone from head, out, of somebody as, from outside. So, but it's a oh, it's just you, just a coaching thing. Just a coaching, not thing. quarterback. I will say seventy percent. Seventy percent. All right, man. So that means you feel strongly about it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, do listen, you not? What, 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 what would you put on it? I, but honestly, I say like ninety. Because. I mean, why would you go look looking elsewhere? But honestly, though, like I wouldn't mind Eric Bieniemy though. <laughs> what happened? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just. There are a lot of people emailing the show. What they saying? Hearing their thoughts. Um, Michael said, Scott. It sounds like James is in denial. I figured he'd come in today with his head down, really devastated, and now he's accusing you of it. Sounds like he's just deflecting. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know, Michael. I think James Damn, is... Damn, Mike. You want my therapist, man. I think... See? So I guess there's Damn. some reality there. Yeah, I guess so, man. Not, well, you know what? I, I tell you what. I am depressed about it. I tell you that much. Okay. But I'm not deflecting. I just can't say anything negative about the Saints. You know that. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit here and say... <laughs> Why not? Like, even like... Like, listen. Even the worst possible situation or scenario with the Saints my mind is not going to allow me to say something negative. So uh, trust me, I'm sad now, but it's just the way my mind works. Like I can't sit here and say the the world is caving in, which it is. Oh. It is. It definitely it's is. It's not caving yes, in. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Chris Lano has sent an email. Uh, he says, I've been working out with James Butler's dad. He's bigger and a better athlete than little James. What First he has to all, say. Chris is just disrespecting a state that, trooper right that, now. That, this dude, man. Chris, look, man, I agree because this is a crazy story, but my dad actually, like, beat me in basketball when I was in high school. Like, I'm thinking he's an old man. 
I'm going to go out here and just give him these buckets. But this old man beat me. Well, yeah, he's your dad. And I, I I cannot live that down to this day. Well, y'all didn't play again? No. Why not? You were afraid to lose? Yes. <laughs> I am afraid to lose. But that's like, honestly. Dude, Chris is coming in here. What did you do to Chris? He's sitting here. We're trying to have a Saints discussion about Sean Payton. And he's he's like bringing up father-son dynamics and, and something you're still trying to deal with. Man, I ain't know uh, Chris moved back home, man. That's what's up, man. I'm going to have to come see you guys, man. That's that's. That's nice. You guys are just gonna go hang out in Hanville and act like you're the best athletes ever from Hanville. Uh, I'm, I know I'm not the best athlete ever come from Hanville. He might be. I'm not. I don't know what he's gonna say. He's. Did you just say he might be? He, he might be. I don't yeah. know. He's. He is not. How you know? Didn't, Chris, you hear this right? I didn't say it. Didn't Alfred Blue go there? Yeah. Okay. Puka Williams. There you go. Lorraine Landry. I mean, that's that's all. Not ripping you. You guys are my friends, but let's be real here. Lorraine Landry. Yeah, I would I would say I would say that um, this guy's pretty pretty good. You know what? I'm better than all those guys, Scott. You're not about to get me online. (laughs) Apparently, your dad's better than them too. My dad, my dad, like literally could be an NFL. Well, back in the day, but his senior year, he broke his leg in like two places, and that was it. ESPN Lafayette's best ticket in sports. Scott Prather, James Butler. Hanging out. We can open up phone lines, 337-269-1077. What comes next? I mentioned what happens with Peyton leaving if he were to resurface and want to coach somewhere. Would there have to be compensation? I'll explain that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott. That's James. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. James Butler is in the house, former NFL wide receiver, friend of Aaron Rodgers. Where's Aaron Rodgers playing next year? Send him a text. Find out. All right, let me let me let me call him real quick. Let me call him on live. Get Aaron so, Rodgers on the show. He might not answer though. All right, know, but I, hey, I just let's give him. it a shot. All right. Who's this? James, man, remember I rode in your truck. We were in camp together. <laughs> I hear. Remember me? He probably be probably treat you better. He treats his family. <laughs> man, come on, Scott. Man, are you serious right now? What? That's messed up, dude. What? That's messed up. What? Why did you have, you have to say that, man? We trying to get him to come. You know, we have to be nice to him. Who's we, the, the organization, who's the, the organization? Fans, I don't the work media. For the we have to be. We have to. Be Aaron nice. Rodgers didn't go into the Saints, James. As much as you want your partner to join the Saints, no, I don't. Happening. I want James Winston. I don't want Aaron Rodgers. You know that, Scott. Dude, if Aaron Rodgers showed up, you would show up on a bended knee, like nope. Your Highness. Nope. Let me open the doors for you. Nope. Can I catch some balls from you again? Nope. And James Winston, man. Where's Sean Payton's future uh, in the short term in TV and long term coaching somewhere else? Maybe Dallas, although Arizona. I think he would struggle big time with not being able to call the shots. Um, the Saints hold his rights until 2024. Uh, he had signed a five year extension or six year extension after the 2019 season, but, um, but. Some of those were, um, you know, the back end of that contract was like uh, client option. So let's say he wants to get back into it in 2023. A team would have to compensate New Orleans, whether it be through draft picks or money. 
How much? I have no idea. No clue. None. I mean, when Bruce Arians decided he went to go coach Tampa Bay, they sent Arizona a sixth-round pick. I also don't think Arizona was um, fighting for all that much or, like, trying to get, you know, they were like, that's fine, go ahead. Yeah. Um, things ended, you know, amicably. It was all roses. It was all nice. We all love each other yesterday. If a year from now he's like, I want to head some somewhere picks. else, no. the Saints aren't no. going to be like, sure, right? They're going to, they're going to. I mean, you have to drive up the price a little. But I, as far as like what that compensation would be, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. We need three first round picks. <laughs> you sound like Deuce McAllister. We need three of them. You sound like Deuce McAllister. Nah, for real. We need three. If you don't want, you're not you going to get three first round picks from anyone. From who? I mean, like, why not? It's no no team's going to give that up for a coach. Well, Sean Payton wouldn't be like, I ain't going to coach this team without the first round draft pick the next three years. Well, I guess you don't want to go then. Deuce said, two ones, two twos, and a starter. If not, eh. <laughs> That's what Deuce said on Twitter. Well, he's right though. You're not going to get that though. What you mean we're not going to get it, Scott? If we don't, this isn't that. like the trade of Oakland with Tampa years ago. You're going to get something. You'll get more in the sixth. Three first round picks. It's not gonna happen, James. It's not gonna happen. So why do three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven? Three three seven two six nine one zero seven seven. Phone lines are open. Sean's on Twitter responding to so many Is he really? Player players that current and former that were tweeting him. You know, like seen, Marcus Colston yeah, and Marquez Callaway and all kind of others. All right, let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Uh, congratulations, uh, Coach Payton, uh, for completing his tenure uh, with the Saints. Um, he brought a Super Bowl to the city, uh, to the franchise. Uh, he brought some uh, great players. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, Scott, one of your favorite players, Pierre Thomas, he kind of mentioned him. Yeah. Um, of course, he just brought up uh, Marcus Colston. Um, yeah, it's kind of surreal. Uh, he kind of sort of writing on the wall in a sense. Um, James, I, I kind of feel you, you know, the whole parcels thing, you know, get out when you can, you know, that 10-year, 5-year, 15-year, whatever, um, being in a place too long, you know, uh, maybe he, just, he wants a new challenge. Scott, what what uh, what got me when he mentioned Bill Cower and Tony Dungy name, uh, you, both of those men on TV, and they never went back to the uh, coaching ranks. So uh, I noticed he mentioned those two in particular, uh, Dungy and um, Bill Cowher. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, true. They kind of got there, and then they were like, it's just the fact that he he alluded to, you know, he didn't say, I'm going to get back into coaching. He just, he, he basically just, his whole press conference in terms of what comes next was, I don't know. Right. The only right. thing he was clear on was, I'm not going to coach this season. Or next season, whatever, you know what I mean, 2022 season. And I would like to try out TV. Those are the only two things. As far as everything else after that, he said, coaching might be in the future. I don't know. It was very much an outside of those two things, I don't know. And he said he hasn't gotten any offers yet to be on TV, although that's, you know, I'm sure his agent's phone has been blowing up with offers since that happened. So he'll be on TV somewhere next year. I don't know if it's in a studio or in a booth. Maybe, maybe he could just uh, be in, you know, in a booth with Drew Brees and just help him 
because Drew needed a little help during that playoff game Did that he really? was calling. Yeah, it wasn't too great. Bengals, so that's, that's why he was Bengals Raiders. Yeah, it wasn't too great in the booth. Maybe Sean can go and help direct him and set him up for success. What he in was the doing booth wrong? Too. He was he wasn't bringing anything to the table that was. You had you had major controversial officiating gaps, other things, and like Tariko was talking the whole time. Drew wouldn't even like step in and talk. He did good talking about the quarterback play of Burrow and Carr. That was it. Okay. Like there was really no. It, 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 I don't want to say it was terrible. It was just extremely lacking. Yeah, I, I get yeah. What you might do on a Notre Dame broadcast when three million people are watching, but when you're doing a network playoff game where you got like thirty eight million. Yeah. It's the the stakes are higher. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. No, you good, uh, Scott. I heard this on a uh, station yesterday, uh, and when I heard it, I was like, "What?" Supposedly, is it you knew anything about this? Or you ever heard of this? The Saints offered the Bengals uh, the whole draft, their whole draft plus fifty million to get the rights to the number one pick, which eventually they end up uh, selecting Joe Burrow. No. I don't think that's first of all. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you can just like, give a team what? fifty million. I mean, I, I, I suppose you could. I don't think that's no, no. That's 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 ridiculous. That's kind of crazy. I mean, Florio I'm put like, out wow. some take. Florio put. I mean, Florio's put out a lot of stuff that has not been accurate. For the record, some of his stuff's been accurate. He had a thing yesterday where he said Peyton uh, was almost traded to Dallas for stuff. But Anthony Davis and the the nefarious non call happened within two weeks, and then Gail like you know backed out of it because she's like, no, we can't do this now. I mean, the fact that somehow Anthony Davis requesting to get out of New Orleans would somehow keep Sean Payton around for an extra three years seems a little far fetched. But that you know, I'll say this: Florio's report is more believable than <laughs> that Bengals thing. That's yeah. that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. Um... I think this is what I think is the next move. I think he's going to uh, go to Brobridge. I think he's going to consult with Troy. And I think he's going <laughs> to sit down. And uh, I think he's. <laughs> I'm sure Tro- <laughs> he's going to consult with Troy. And I, I can see him being the next uh, Miami Dolphins coach yeah. in the next two, three no, years. Y'all, y'all leave Troy alone, man. Come no, on. No. No, no. no. I, I would never leave him alone, man. Because no, I know he takes leave shots Troy. at me. And so, so, nah, nah. And that's another thing, too. I'm man enough to call. He always taking shots on the cool on social media. Call, call in on the station. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, call right. in. I want to hear your voice. Yeah, we want to hear your Look, voice. You have a good man. one, and thank y'all. All right, Jay. We want to hear your voice, Troy. All right? I mean, y'all give that guy a lot of run. He did. What did he say earlier? This show sucks. Why, right, Troy? Since this show sucks. He said it's terrible. He said I make fun of people a lot. We make fun of the I mean, I make too. fun of James a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, James we, makes fun of me. I make but, fun of Norm a lot. But we make fun of the Dolphins, too, on this show. I, I mean, that might know. be why you don't like it. How did I make Troy? fun of the, When did I make fun of the Dolphins? You literally just said that they've made the playoffs no, like three times a- in 15 years. I, you asked the question. But you didn't have to answer it. You could have just said. I'm not supposed to not. answer a, 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 a factual question about like, football? You could have just said. I'm, I'm, we're not going to go there. We can, but you added fuel to the fire when you said you asked. they only made the playoffs three you, times in 15 years. You asked. I mean, Listen, if I was a Dolphins fan, I'd be depressed too. All right, like being a Saints fan comes with a whole nother. Like, obviously, we have to deal with adversity for no reason sometimes. But being a Dolphins fan, like you literally, but but, but there might be something too. I'm not saying I'd want to be you know, and irrelevant from a national scene, you know, outside of like a local fan base. Mm -hmm. But I'll say this, you know, when the Saints were terrible for the majority of my life prior to, you know, 2006, 
I'm not saying that it was fun because it wasn't. I'll say it was a lot more fun the last 16 years, but the but the pain of fandom also hurt a lot more. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. I mean, back when they'd break your heart, it was like, yeah. Saints. Here we are again. You're ex- you know what I'm you know, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, th- you never had the kind of fandom pain prior to 06 that you had in the divisional loss to the Niners in 2011 with the nefarious non-call, with the Minneapolis miracle. Like, you never felt that low of, God, dude, this is, you know, I mean, just devastating like that never happened prior to that i'm not saying it was cool when you lost to atlanta in the playoffs or when bobby Bear decided he was just going to throw some pick sixes to philly and lose another playoff game i'm not I, when the ditka era was just laughable when we when when jim when jim Moore quit in the middle of the season and did leap i'm not saying all that stuff was like great or i'm not even saying that stuff didn't hurt as a fan but we're talking about two entirely different levels of pain fandom you know what i mean right. so you know, if your team's just kind of piddling around and not doing anything, at least at least you're protected. You know, you want me to tell you what my first like, pain's exper- ex- first experience of like, and I'm sure I've had it before this, but like that I can remember, like the first time I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." You're gonna you're gonna remind everybody how much younger you are than me, but yeah, go ahead. No, seriously, like because I it was when. Because I just remember Kyle Turley ripping that guy's helmet off uh-huh. and throwing it. I was there, yeah. He was at the, he was at the game? Yeah. I just remember, I was like, man, this is like, this that is was wild. the craziest thing. They, the thing I is, they almost came back and won that damn game. They on did. A Sunday See, night against remember. the Jets. And Turley's play, like, significantly sent them back. They were driving with a chance to tie it. It was, Jim Haslett, you know, that era, that era had more, I mean, look, you had a playoff win in there. It wasn't, that era actually wasn't that bad. It was frustrating because the team was, extremely talented but again the culture it started out one thing and by 0203 it was it was another yeah and they, they they won some games they lost some games they shouldn't have obviously but I, I i know a couple of guys that played during that time for the saints talked to them interviewed some of them on the show and they all say it's one of the most talented rosters they were a part of but the locker room was anything but together yeah that's that's the way they describe that, and uh, it's a wild time, man. I don't know. Yeah, Haslett, Ditka, Mora, it's kind of as far back as I go. But what, uh, the, when I became a Saints fan, Jeff Blake was the quarterback. Yeah, so you're you're. To be fair, I'm not trying to dog you. The majority of your life, the Saints have actually been good and fun. How? Well, I don't know. In 2000, they were good. They won the division. They won a playoff game. In 04, they should have been in the playoffs. They missed out, but they had a good team. 05 was, I mean, that was different. That's that. That's an asterisk. That's the Katrina season. And since 06, it's been, even in some of the losing seasons. I, mean, uh, it was, I don't agree with that. Don't, don't act like you've been through the pain. I have been. I have been through the pain. I, I went through some pain as a Saints fan, not nearly as much as my mom and others who were there when they opened up in 1967 and lived through 20 years of losing before they finally won, had a winning season and won a playoff game. Those are the ones that went through the most pain. I remember going to Saints games and it felt like I was the only one there. So I went through some pain, Scott. What year was this? I don't remember. I just remember they was playing against the... Was this during the Haslett era? Yeah. Oh, dude, they... Other than the Panthers game in 2000... None of the other games in the Haslett era were blacked out because they had enough. I, I they sold the out blackouts. tickets. I remember the blackouts. There was one blackout during that time. 
No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. I remember we couldn't watch the games on TV for some that's reason. Press, press, I don't press, even that's, know. that's the Ditka era. It happened one time in the Haslett era. Now, I'll say this. There were games in the Haslett era where they needed to sell, like, oh, we got to sell three, 4,000 more. And Entergy, like the night before, would just buy all the tickets. So, mm-hmm. Think about how ridiculous that is. A local company would buy the tickets to try to give them away. But it's like, well, you're giving them away, but you just bought them so that the game could be televised locally. Yeah. So they had to do that a few times, but only a Carolina... I win, by the way. I was at the game in 2000. Fred McAfee ran a fake punt like 40 yards. They beat the Panthers. That. that was that game was blacked out, and I want to say that was the only... Because the Katrina season, they never even played in the Dome, so they're not blacking out the games. Um, yeah, those were the only... That's, that's the last time a game was even blacked out locally. Now, if you go back prior to 2000, there, there, there are plenty of blackouts for people that lived where you were living. Blackouts didn't reach this far, so they were never blacked out in Lafayette. So basically, I was right, man. So basically, the games were blacked out in my area, but you still got a chance to watch them. Well, you, but you just said your first memory was when Jeff Blake was the quarterback. So, like, maybe it happened one time for you. But yeah, you just right. said you remember the McAfee game. So you're... I do. Look, I don't know. I, I, you know it's, but it's okay, James. Look, your thoughts, your mind, it's all over the place. It's today. not all over Very the place. emotional. I'm not very You're emotional. You're distraught. It's you. When You're I walked distraught. in here this morning, I, I, you just, like, you had, like, you didn't even give me that cheerful look that you usually give me. You kind of turned, like, you didn't even turn your neck to Cheer- look I at me. I give you a cheerful you kinda look? You kind of just. No, I was, I, was, I was hosting a show. You showed up late. I mean, you, you didn't even me. turn your neck. You just, like. <laughs> <laughs> like like you like not, a zombie or something. That's not I'm like, true. man, like what's going on? Like that's I understand not, what's that's, going on. That's, like, that's not true. That's not true. It's okay, Scott. Like today you can be the emotional one. That's not true. And I'll I'll just be the more logical. Emotional one. You're the one that came in and said, you know, I'm never gonna say anything negative about the same. I'm not. So are they winning the Super Bowl next year? Yes. See, there you go. What are you talking about? You like go. why is that even a question? Well, it was it was to prove a point. Just to prove a point. It de- oh, let me say this. It depends on who's the head coach. Oh, I say that. I oh. say that. It depends on who's the head coach. What if Dennis Allen's the head coach? Why would you put me on the spot like that? We can talk about that on the break. I don't want to say that out loud. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues after this. Tired of your current job but need more training to advance? You can train for a new career in less than a year at Delta College. If you're interested in the healthcare field, Delta College has classes that can provide you with the training you need to have the career you want. Enrolling at Delta College is fast and easy, so why not visit us at deltacollege.com today? New classes start soon, so there's still time to enroll. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. You and your phone have been through a lot this past year. It's been your lifeline to the world. And now some big wireless company is telling you you got to buy a new phone from them and sign their contract? They don't control you. With TrackPhone Wireless, you can keep the phone, number, and network you already have. Already got a 5G phone? Keep that too. Because TrackPhone runs on America's best networks now with 5G nationwide. Plus, we've got unlimited talk and text smartphone plans starting at just 20 bucks. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. 5G nationwide access requires a 5G capable device, actual availability, coverage, and speed. May vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, oh, 
Sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. James Butler is uh, in the house this morning. Saints, uh, Saints need some help, man. Saints need some help from who? A lot of people. I mean, they don't have a head coach. They got to hire a new one. They don't have any. You know, they they well, they've got a receiver problem. They don't have a quarterback. They're 71 mil over the cap. First of all, we have a quarterback. So Who? He's one. not under contract. Well, he's about to be. Number two, we're about to address the receiver situation in the draft. Number three, our head coach is already in the building. Bam, bam, bam. That's it. I just answered all your questions. Really? Anything else? That's it? <laughs> Anything else? You answered the questions with what you, what you think is going to happen. No, that it is what's going to happen. Hey, Fitting that in, the, that in his final game with the Saints, the Saints beat the Falcons. That was nice touch. Yeah, yeah. He right. beat the Falcons like 70% of the time when he was the head coach. That's a good thing. Yeah, and I appreciate that. That's a, that's a good thing. I seen a, um, a, somebody, a Saints fan, retreated a Falcons fan, which never happens, but the Falcons fan was saying that <laughs> we don't have a rivalry with the Buccaneers. We do not have a rivalry with the Panthers. It's always been the Saints. It's not anyone else. It's yeah. the Saints. Yeah. I guess that was to let the Buccaneers fans know, like, we don't care. Like, we don't, like, we Is don't Tom think Brady done? Him. Is he leaving him? I hope so. What happens to Tampa if Brady retires? Uh, oblivion. That's what happens. The, the real question, if Brady does retire, who, who wins the NFC South next year? The Saints. 
Who else is going to win this guy? I don't know, but that's my point. Like, I I got to see what the Saints do this offseason before I just, you know, start making these bold proclamations like you. Listen, I have never, this is not bold, by the way, but I have never seen a Buccaneers fan before Tom Brady, like, went to the organization. Yeah. Like, the 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 amount of fans I see on Twitter and other social media platforms. Well, they end up on your timeline a lot more when they're they're tweeting at Saints fans, which they didn't used to do a ton prior but, to Brady. Getting and there. I'm like, you guys didn't exist. No, like, think, what are you talking on. about? I mean, they, they, say what you want. They've I, I, just stating facts, and God, I hate even doing it. I mean, the Bucks have won more Super Bowls than the Saints, James. Wow. Okay. And the only reason why y'all did that is because Tom Brady went there, well, which they, he was about to come to New Orleans. He was thinking about it. He wasn't thinking about it. He was on his way. <laughs> if Drew Brees had retired, he, that's where he would have gone. Exactly. That's where he would have gone. So it would have been us. I do. Who knows? We might still have a run for you, you Tom, don't, if you want to. You, you know. don't. You don't know that. We'll protect you. You know. We'll. You know. Oh, we're going to draft for the coming from, I in the first. You, what about your man crush, Jameis Winston? Listen, we we're probably you would you would sign a forty five year old and and just move on from Scott, James Winston? We're probably going to draft an O lineman in the first round anyway. But then again, I don't know anymore because Sean Payton is gone. As long as they're better so than Cicero is, you know what I mean? Dude, that <laughs> is he really as bad as you think, though? I, I think he can get better. Uh, he was not good this year. He's not, and he and he's actually. I think he's good in run blocking, but boy, his pass block is terrible. Eesh. It's terrible. I mean, they drafted a center to play guard, and turns out he's with with all the injuries of the Saints this year. One o the only one o lineman stayed healthy all yep, season. It's him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this season's done. Sean Payton is done in New Orleans. We're talking about it. One hit is up. Phone lines are open three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven three three seven two six nine one zero seven seven. You can email us uh, Scott at espnlafayette.com. You can hit us up via Twitter at ESPN Lafayette. That uh, that is the handle. Talking about Sean Payton, we've uh, heard some of the clips from Sean and uh, some of the things he said yesterday. How much of it did you did you just see clips or did you watch most? Of it? I was at work, so I had to watch. I had to watch it after. You watched it last night. Yeah. Well. I watched the the because you know I have the thing where you can rewind like the TV. Yeah, and, and so you, I rewinded you just it. Go on YouTube too, the whole thing's. Yeah, there. I didn't because I didn't know it was on YouTube. So like on NFL Network, it kind of cut out at a certain point. So I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. But honestly, I, I kind of don't want to, to be honest. I mean, he he brought a king cake to the media and to Gail Benson. He made a little Ted Lasso reference. Talked about his time. Thanked a bunch of people, which took. About 30 minutes, which is fine. It's his, he said, There's, I don't have to be anywhere, so stay as long as y'all want to ask questions. So he talked for about 40 minutes, and then the media probably asked him questions for another 45 or 50 minutes. Um, one question I thought was interesting is Mike Triplett said, had you not won a Super Bowl, would this decision be more difficult? And he said it, he said it was hard for him to answer. He said, it's a great question, but... He said, that's not weighing on me right now. It's not about Super Bowls or not. He said, I I can't really answer that question because I, I don't know one way or another. I do right. know I'm just glad we got it. And he did talk about 2018 and how it was so painful and so devastating yeah. and how much he wanted the guys that hadn't experienced it, which was the majority of the guys. 
certainly on the team and a lot on the staff. He wanted them to be able to experience it, and they didn't get that chance. Uh, he said, "You know when you he said you know when you like really like a movie or a show and you can't wait to watch it with someone you love." And then you almost get more excited watching it again than they do the first yeah, time or yeah. whenever you're like, you have to try this dish. And someone's like, I'm all right. No, you have to try it. Come on, I'll help yeah. you eat it. He's like, that's what, that's what it was, the excitement there. And, uh, you know, obviously we know what happened there. But there were a few things that stood out. And then, of course, what does he do next? Many say, well, in the short term, probably TV. Here's what Sean Payton said about that. I, I'd like to try TV. And I've had some opportunities, and yet I really don't. Um, I talked to Drew a little bit about it last night. I don't. Uh, I don't know that part of it that well. Um, but that'd be something that would interest me. And so, I think the hardest part is sitting in your chair saying, "Wait a minute! You haven't talked with a network yet. You haven't talked with, like, not a word." Um, so hopefully that opportunity comes. I, I'd i like. You think he'd be good on TV? I think In the so. booth or, 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 or as an analyst? Or both? I think both. I think he'd be okay. I think Breeze is okay as an analyst. In the booth, he's, he's, he's he got work to do. He's Breeze not, not for the people, man. He's he could have gave us right a now. heads up. He could have told, he could have said something was coming. Reason not for the Breeze, people, man. You mean, you mean he could have just broken Sean Payton? Sean Payton talked to like eight people. Breeze was one of them. You want him just to break his silence? Yeah, and just let be like, know. Hey, hey. Sean might be leaving. Hey, y'all, this is coming. Hey, like, somebody broke silence because there were a few reports about it, about him thinking about it. Um, This was funny. Sean was talking about players and how he always roots for players that he coached, even when they're on a different roster. He said he does that with coaches. He said he does it with players, too. And no different than our players. I think it's the hardest thing for a player sometimes when when they end up on a different roster, man, we're pulling for you. Like, I'm pulling for Vaughn Bell and Trey. Eli a little bit. <laughs> then he started laughing. He's mentioning Trey Hendrickson, Vaughn Bell, and Eli Apple, who are all now on the Bengals. He talked about Cincinnati being in the playoffs. Um Eli Apple. Eli Apple, man. What is he doing, dude? Is he, he's, he's getting a lot of attention. You know what's funny about the Eli Like, obviously, you you instigate a fan base. They're going to respond. That one, what's, what's, I guess what I didn't see coming was other players in the NFL that, like, don't have ties to the Saints or the city of New Orleans, like, did that really happen? Because I didn't see that. I mean, Darius Slay, right? You told me. Yeah, like, but he he just basically was like laughing, like laughing. I guess, well, I guess you're right. I mean, like De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox is from New Orleans, but like you got people in other sports like coming out and like, yeah. bat, like ripping on Eli Apple. And then you, and you also instigated like Giants fans. You have like New York. Yeah. I mean, like Eli just got people, they, dude, all you had to do was just get ready. And then Jamar Chase's teammates like, y'all know, you know, you know, I live in New Orleans, right? Like I love yeah. it. So yeah. it's like that guy's single-handedly and then, and then Peyton retired and then he, you know, Eli Apple kind of went on the back burner for about 24 hours there. That guy was all I, I think over he might, my timeline. I think, I think he's still trending. I think, let me see. But no, like seriously though, all over my time. You know what? I dig it. 
it'll make it'll make this weekend more fun when the Saints play the Bengals next year. If Apple's on the roster still, I he, think might he might not be. be. I it think will, he be, will be. It'll be a storyline. It'll be funny. Like yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff. I was like, as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh man, I'm. Yeah, I, mean, I, I'm just, hyped. I don't I'm have hyped. to say anything. I just like yeah. want to see how it unfolds, and it, yeah. it adds storylines. I like that stuff. But how crazy would it be if he goes out there this weekend and just get toasted by like Pringle or Tyreek Hill? I mean, or, he's about to play the Chiefs. Like, yeah, he's like, gonna be a little humble, man. Like, he's you, gonna get toasted. Like, look who you're playing. Like, be a little humble. You know, like let's be honest here. Like you're not the best cover corner in the NFL. I, I remember when they traded for him, I was like not thrilled. And people were like, oh, he's so much better than Ken Crowley. And he was. But I was never like Debatable. a big Apple guy. And then he did okay the second part of 2018. He was not good in 2019. He got demoted. Um, but he's, you know, he's never lived up to the the hype of being 10th overall. His mom does get a lot of headlines. Um I don't know, but for the most part, I would say Apple's time in New Orleans, like, I'm not saying no one roasted him, but because he was, like, had he been drafted 10th overall by the Saints and played like that, he wouldn't have had a chance. The fact that he replaced Ken Crawley and was okay in 2018, I people were, he wasn't like Jason David or one of these Saints that, right. like, for the most part, I feel like the fan base was pretty supportive of him while he was yeah. there. Yeah. Well, that's... That's out yeah. the window now. Like it was, it, that's why it was weird. It's like, wait, what? 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 Like we were actually rooting but for he, you. Like we didn't he think was, he, he said Saints and basically the two teams he played for, two teams that moved on from him. He just said they have the worst fan base. He said, well, what about the Bengals? He said, oh, best, most knowledgeable. Well, you're playing for him now. You know what I mean? So what about the Panthers? Didn't you go there too? Oh yeah, you're right. He did. Well, he was there for like six games or something. He wasn't, he, I don't think he was there long enough or played enough to actually get. You know what? I'm mad that you said that. He's better than King Crawley, though, because I don't agree with that. I, I, I well, better. I didn't think he was necessarily better when they traded for him. King Crawley played better than Eli Apple in 2017. Eli Apple played better than King Crawley in 2018. Neither of them really played good outside of those two seasons. Is that fair? Can I to say, say something? Though? Can I say something? Sure. Going back to before this season started, and you were saying. Oh, we don't know what we're going to do at corner and all this other stuff. And I told you, I remember we were in that room, and I said, Paulson the Debo right. is going to step up. He did. I said, it's okay. We're, we're going to be fine. Like, you know, it's all right. Secondary was much better than I expected last season. So, but then you like to turn around and say that I'm emotional and I don't know what I'm talking about. So I just wanted to bring that up and show you oh, look, that, like, I, mean, I was right. You're like, you know, you're like a 250 hitter in baseball. Sometimes no, I'm not you, a two. You, no, you no, no, I'm not. No, I am not. What are you, 200? I'm not. Listen. I you hit day you I say this you aim for the time, fences every time every I will time, give you that you time, always aim for the fences you're not about time. trying to hit singles you're like I'm putting a cork in my bat I'm putting this needle in my arm well, and I'm letting it rip hold on how can you say that though like what did I say that was so outlandish though I don't, I don't Are you you really want to do this what did I say I don't know Jameis Winston's gonna win the MVP Trevor that could have happened Trevor Simeon's gonna take us to the promised land that could have happened <laughs> matter of fact no that <laughs> really could have happened though none of that it happened really, you keep that saying that could have anything could have happened I could have won the lottery all we needed Saints to do Saints are gonna win the Super Bowl that could have happened too Saints have the best everything ever they're never gonna lose another game well listen they're gonna go 14 and 3 and your defense is well it didn't happen but it could have come on James. no no that's come not on. my defense come on my defense is this, like the injuries and COVID, like that played a part in but my everybody, prediction. Look, nah, the, Saints, the nah. Saints got the Saints got 
pummeled by that stuff. Y- but yes every, or no? But every yes or no? Did. Yes or no? If James Winston would have never got hurt, the Saints would be in the playoffs. Yes they would have no? made the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Yeah. What team in the playoffs do you think the you Saints think he could not won have? MVP? I'm just asking you a question. I don't, I'm what, not, you're trying to get team, me to say the Saints could have won the Super Bowl. No, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm just asking you a question. We don't know. What team They in were 5-2. They lost to the Giants, but they beat good teams when, you know. they. What team in the playoffs that's in the NFC that the Saints could no not idea. have beat? I don't know. I have no idea. You know, you know the answer. You just don't want to say it. You just don't no want to say idea. it and then prove my point. Did you talk about absurd hypotheticals that would never that's happen. Not a, that's to not to, a hypothetical. To try to make some outlandish thing you said somehow make you right. That's crazy, man. That's the crazy. man said Jameis Winston was going to win the MVP. That could have happened. That could have happened. Did it happen? Why? Why didn't it happen, Scott? Because he wasn't good enough. Oh, all right. He's well, not the best. He's not, he's not the most valuable player what? in the league, And James. guess what? I have a James Winston jersey, too. Yeah. And next time <laughs> I come here, it. I'm going to wear it. Fine. You see, your outlandish takes somehow make it seem like I don't root for the Saints or something. I don't think you do, you're, honestly. You're so ridiculous. I don't think you do. Like, this I'm man right here, and ladies and gentlemen, James Butler aims for the fences every time. Which leads me to my next topic that I did want to hit on briefly. I know, I know you're not a baseball guy. How do you leave Bonds and Clemens out in their, their last year? So they're not getting in their final year of eligibility. And put David Ortiz in in his first year? You know what? I seen something about that. This like morning. if you if, if Ortiz doesn't get in and he's not that close. And Bonds and Clemens, you're like, okay, you made your point. You're not going to put in the guy that's hit the most home runs, the guy that's has the most Cy Youngs, uh, because they, you know, because they probably, you know, did steroids. But you're going to put in Ortiz, who is linked to PEDs on the first ballot. What? Yeah, I did see that. What? That's, that's where it was like, come on. Like, just it, stop it. So they don't have any chance of getting it never again. That was their last year, basically. That was their last year of eligibility, yeah. So that's it. I think that's so. crazy, man. Yeah. And you can't appeal stuff like that? No, it's not. It's not base, but it's the Hall of Fame. As much but I'm just saying you can't be like, well, we, you no, know. No, you can't. It's not. It's, yeah. Like, Ortiz, let me say, had a first ballot Hall of Fame career. He did. So did Barry Bonds. So did Roger Clemens. You're making it about PEDs, okay? So why are you making it about PEDs for two guys and not another one? Because two guys were surly and jerks to the media a lot of the time. And another guy was all fun-loving. And that should have nothing to do with the baseball But the same thing kind of happens in football, though. It does. (laughs) It does. No, it does. Now, you know, they, they will... I will say in football... They will hold off on someone maybe not being a first ballot. But ultimately, if you are a little bit of a jerk, you'll get in. Now, if you do something totally disgusting and heinous off the field in terms of like a crime or something, you might not be up for consideration. I I remember Peter King having a dumb take about Darren Sharper, and it did not go over well the way that Peter thought it would go over well. But in, in in this case, like, that's what it's about. It's about these baseball Hall of Fame writers thinking they're all holier than thou come on man come on like get just one or the other okay if you had all band together and said you obviously did peds i mean bonds was a clear hall of famer before he started allegedly doing steroids before that 
if he was doing Roy's but was just a nice guy and said, you know, I did I did do it a little bit, you know, I, I, I shouldn't have, but it was in the culture. And, man, I just love the job all you writers do. You guys are the best. He probably would be in by now. But this so, is this is a personal thing, and it's ridiculous for both of them. And I, I didn't even really root for Bonds or Clemens. I just I, – but come on, man. You're going to put Ortiz in on the first ballot? That's Come on. Wait. <clears throat> so the steroids thing, that's not like that's – that's already proven. Like that's not a legend. None of those guys were suspended ever for steroids. So that's not a legend. I mean, it, I mean, it's, is it they, a legend or is it it's, like there's there's plenty of documents to to prove that they yes there's plenty of documents to prove. Why they couldn't just go take steroids and just not like just not tell All anybody? Kinds of the whole it was just in the culture. I mean, so many people across the league, pitchers, hitters, everybody for an era were juicing. They were juicing. What's wrong with taking steroids though? Well. I mean, What's wrong with that? Like I don't. Like, I'm not getting into that, James. Come on. Well, I mean, what's well, the problem? It, it, PEDs in terms of specifically about the sport were against the rules. Wow. Steroids. Steroids are. are you, you really don't think there's something wrong with you? Would do steroids? <clears throat> did you do steroids? <clears throat> no, I didn't. Okay. Or maybe I did when I was sick one time. You know what I mean? Not prescribed. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You know, well, let's, uh, know. let's let's take let's take a phone call. ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Uh, just think about that punk earlier in the week. That writer who wouldn't uh, say he wouldn't vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. It's, right. it's stuff like that, man. It's, no, you're right. Stuff like that. Also, what what burns me up? You have a couple of enablers in the Hall of in the base uh, MLB Hall of Fame, such as Tony Larusa and Bunch Selig. You don't think Selig knew what was going on? Selig knew the yeah, whole. Selig knew the whole league was doing it. He was. They were. They were. They were stuffing their pockets with money. I mean, Sosa. Sosa, who was that dude, was doing the needle and the corks. He's like, you know what? If I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna do it all. And he, he and McGuire are speaking English. He, 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 he got he, off of steroids. He could speak English. He, oh yeah, as soon as it was like you use steroids, uh, no English, right? I remember Rick Riley. He would always Sosa. I, I'll say this: Sosa was the most like. He doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on the cheating because he wouldn't just say he wasn't a cheater. He would be like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, you can drug test me now." And one time, Rick Rick Riley was like, "Okay, I have a cup right here. There's a testing center. Fifteen minutes. Go ahead." And Sosa just flipped out on him. It was like, "You're not my father." Da 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 da. It's like, bro, you were just saying you would do it anyway. Yeah, but Sosa and, and, and McGuire, of course, everybody remembers '98. That's what post strike. That's what brought the fans back to baseball and. Uh, it was all over the place, man. I'm not even saying it was right. It was just it's part of the culture. I mean, the 86 Mets, like my favorite team ever. Those, those weren't good dudes. So many of the Gary Carter was a great guy. But like so many of those guys were doing greenies and, and, oh, up, man. and but like it wasn't just them, like the whole the whole, the league. whole league. There was so much yeah. cocaine everywhere. Like there was it's like uh, this this like pick and choose because you were nice and you weren't is as if it's about cheating, keep it about cheating. Don't make it about, oh, well, yeah, you cheated and you were a jerk to me. Like, enough of this, man. Just make it about the sport or make it not about the sport. The the whole baseball Hall of Fame thing. I'll say this. I know baseball purists will still treat Cooperstown like it is the holy grail or like, you know, the, the holier-than-thou mm-hmm. chapel of all of baseball. Like, I, I don't I, – I feel like it's lost a lot of its luster in the last – you know, decade or so because of because yeah. of this because of this, right? I think it's more than that, but yes, it had, that has something to do with it. Uh, 
a good friend called me yesterday. Hot, like man, who who? Man, I need to talk to these writers. I need to know who who you know specifically decided not to vote against him. Like this is how hot he was. Like man, this is this is garbage. And, and Scott, you're right, man. Uh, David Ortiz kind of docile, kind of bubbly personality. He didn't question things. Uh, someone like so 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 someone like Bonds and Clemens, especially Bonds. You know, he he just he wore. He wore his on his sleeve, man, and they hated that. They, they, they did. Hated the I way mean, he, he was he, he Roger Clemens denied it to a fault. I mean, he still denies it. Like everyone knows, you're lying. Barry was just kind of surly and and did his thing. And I'm not saying that he was the the and and you know maybe the steroids impacted his mood, right? <laughs> that might have been part of it too. But oh, like, man. no, I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. But like that, if if you're gonna if if they if they didn't make the ballot if they didn't make it I didn't expect them to what what I didn't expect yesterday and I should have I should have known better was Ortiz getting in on the first ballot you know what I mean like when you when you're linked to the PEDs treat every I, I don't know man I've, I'm rambling too much about it I think I think we're all in the same no, place you cool man the um you know, like the whole Kurt Schiller situation, like stuff like that. You know, let's 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 base the man off of what he did on the on the diamond. You know, all this other stuff. Because you know, he made some comments, but it wasn't. Come on, you know, he didn't. Sure, care Schill- but, again, uh, Schilling's a guy a lot of people don't like personally. A lot of people, and if he if he had, if he had acted like if he had acted like Tom Seaver his entire career, he probably would be in the Hall of Fame right now. Not first ballot or anything like that, but he probably he probably would have gotten in like on this last one or the year before. He actually went down on this year's ballot, and it's like in yeah, his later. I think he kind of told him, "Don't vote." He kind of yeah. said, "I don't know, take me off." Right. He, he, you know, he, he realized this man's nothing but a, a popularity contest. It's nothing but high school all over again. And you're right. Some of these writers, man, some of their insecurities, man. What? <laughs> Somebody, man, I who, mean, who you? Dan Lebitard who had a vote, you? and he decided to just put and it they, out they, in the they, public and tell everybody how he did it and how the system was flawed. Of course, they took his vote away, you know, the year he did that. But he didn't even care because Lebitard saw this whole thing is, is a bit of a farce. Like, what are we doing here? And all the other writers just were aghast and said, how dare you do this? You're take, we're taking your vote away. You can never do this again. I, I like Roger. Uh, Roger Clemens came out with a uh, statement. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know what? I, I I stopped worrying about this ten years ago. I didn't play baseball to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe. I mean, I think he, I think he probably of stopped course, worrying about it a couple of years ago. But I, I also think he's. But, I, I think but guess what? They can still get in. They can still get in the Veterans Committee. Now I know you have players like Dennis Eckersley. Still, you know, if he have a vote, he would never vote him in. Now the veterans, you know? the, the veterans committee, that's like that has to be like a, a a certain amount of time away from now, right? That's like a while from now, right? Yeah, I think the next one is twenty twenty three. Is what I heard. I think I could be wrong. I don't know it, it, the, um, the traditional the traditional voting process. They're uh, they're out, so I don't know. Man. So, so Scott, notice basically that mean that mean in the in the future in the near future, only two players I can see getting in right now, man, and. Um, that would be Adrian Beltre, and, and, and come on, I know there has to be some steroid allegations on him and uh, Ichiro. And, well, and too, man. obviously, obviously Ichiro's getting in first ballot, but um, I don't know. I mean, Beltran might have a legitimate shot, but you know, he's he's got PED ties, but he wasn't a media darling the way that Ortiz was. So it's like they'll just pick and choose who they want to hold it against and who they don't. 
Yeah, I think it's a joke. Uh, then you have uh, some uh, situations going on between the PA and the uh, Major League, the whole union talk, all that. Yeah, like I said, man, it, this was dirty. Um, and that's all I have to say about it, man. But I'm not, like you said, man, I'm not shocked about any of this. And um, typical. That's that's, not, that's that's what it is, man. Just some weak, insecure men who needs to get their vote stripped away. They don't need they don't need to vote on anything like this anymore. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, we vote. ESPN Lafayette, bottom of the hour. Got some more emails. Kirk emails. He says baseball, PEDs, and baseball. He says baseball and amphetamines, and now Adderall. Sent me a link to a. He sent me a link to a story, um, in a piece from the Athletic, detailing some of the Adderall issues currently. I thought in MLB was supposed to like just keep you focused. It has another. Well, like, it another depends use. if you if you are ADHD, like legitimately, like diagnosed. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm ADD. If you were yeah. legitimately diagnosed with ADHD, you do Adderall does help you function. It helps you focus. Um, you know, there are those in the general population that need it. Um, you know, Adderall is a PED and that taking it could be cheating if, I don't know. If cheating it, how? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know all the details. Like, I don't, I don't know like how. It makes me focus on the ball. How it, it, well, it keeps you awake. I mean, you know, there's, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I had I took Adderall for uh, some time in, when I was in high school, not throughout high school, for uh, about six months because I was ADHD, uh, especially when I was younger. And don't believe it. So basically, you were cheating. No, much is what you said. I was I was diagnosed. So you got on here and said that you was cheating. I I took it for a few months and it gave me a nervous tick, and so my parents said, "Whatever, we just you don't need to take it anymore." Man. That's just me personally, though. Look. If you cheated throughout high school, man, that, that, James, you got a I'm funny che- way of letting us trying, know. We're trying, to have, we're trying to have a serious conversation. This is a serious conversation because we're talking about the people in baseball. A lot of people took a lot of, lot, of, lot, of, lot of youth are prescribed Adderall that have ADHD. Yeah, yes. but you weren't prescribed Yes, Adderall. I was. I was literally no, you diagnosed. Wasn't, man. No, you wasn't. Because why? you would have been told me that a long time ago. Because why would you're, I, my, because you're why, my friend. Why would so I you tell been, you? What, you want to know all the drugs that I was prescribed as a kid? Yeah, man. I need to know these things. You know, I take insulin too. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Is that is that true? Well, yeah, I'm a diabetic. I didn't know that, man. Why I are you mean, just not telling me this, man? I, if you, you don't, first of all, you do know that I'm a diabetic, and if you're my friend, you wouldn't act like you don't. Oh, you're just making man. stuff up. You hurt my feelings, bro. This article claims that uh, Adderall helps make players, with you know, feel immortal with on-field performance. I don't. I Wait, don't what? Say that again. The article they quoted a player as saying it helps us feel immortal. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's that's weird. I, I think I think it's I think it's weird too. I think it's weird too. I do think it's maybe more rampant than people realize. Immortal? So yes. you ba- uh, yeah, I don't. I, no, I, it's I, not. Come on, it's, that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know who said that or if he just made that quote up. I mean, let's be uh, honest. It's not the limitless drug. Okay. Uh, that's what it's kind of like alluding to, though, almost. It's dumb. Well, speaking of Hall of Famers, I want to ask you this. Well, back on the football tip of Hall of Famers, do you think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer? 
I wouldn't put him in, he will undoubtedly be in. Man, that's crazy. He'll you wouldn't put him in, in for two I mean, Super Bowl wins. It's not. It's not for quarterbacks. I mean, he was five hundred as a QB. Okay. Accumulated stats. He played for a long time. So the numbers that he put up will get him in. The two Super Bowls obviously will help, but like the Manny name, all of that, all he he will get in. I don't. I, I never watched Eli Manning play and say that's a Hall of Fame talent. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Two Super Bowl wins. Okay. And cool. you're saying this man is not. I'm saying he will go into the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying, saying you, if you had the choice, you I never watched him. Eli Manning and said that's a Hall of Fame t- talent. He's one of the greatest to ever play that position ever. And I don't think because he was on two Super Bowl teams that that should somehow make me change my mind of man. When I watch Eli, he is undoubtedly a Hall of Fame talent. What about Big Ben? Big Ben played. Big Ben was much better than Eli as a quarterback. What about um, Philip Rivers? I think he was better too. So you think Philip Rivers is going to get in? Going to be going to be harder ultimately i think he probably will one day he won't be first ballot or anything i think he'll end up there one day but you're saying big ben is first ballot pretty much probably okay probably i don't necessarily like big ben roethlisberger but yeah i think he played you know it's easy to forget big ben in his prime and how he yeah. was much better in his prime than eli and he won a lot more i mean eli you he, he played a long time but his his record is 500 lifetime i mean that's okay I mean, that's I that's average. That's okay. You're you're putting so much in the Super Bowls, and I get it. Everyone does, but like, if he doesn't win two Super Bowls, are you still putting him in? Nah, nah, even nah. he probably would still get in, even if he hadn't won those two Super Bowls, because just the accumulation. When you finish top five, top six, when you finish top eight all time in something, and you play that position, and your last name is Manning, they're probably going to put you in, and you play in the, the the New York market. This goes back to the whole Hall of Fame argument. I mean, these writers come up with these reasons that are extremely flawed well look I, I know you spoke about it earlier and it was intriguing to me because I, i've never thought of this until you brought it up i know darren sharper has his legal issues but do you think he has a hall of fame career mm, i mean obviously he's not going to the hall of fame they're not going to put i, I know obviously but let's say that never happened in. uh he would he would have he would have an argument now he was never ed reed good right Right, he was never like undoubtedly this guy first ballot ever. There was discussion of does he have the stats and resume to maybe get in one day, and it was like a, a, a borderline guy. Like it took Steve Atwater a long time to get in, and Atwater was was at his peak was much better than Sharper. Um, I say much better; he was better than Sharper. But I, he's you know I, I don't I don't th- I actually I don't think he would have gotten in. I think he would have been one of those guys that you're like, you know what? He kind of had a case, but maybe needed a little bit more. And obviously, because of the off the field stuff, he'll he'll never get in. And Peter King's argument was, well, that stuff shouldn't matter. Like, okay, Pete, don't lecture about what should and should matter in the Hall of Fame when the voters always dictate their own terms yeah. of what they want. And if uh, I'll blame a voter who's like, well. I didn't like this guy and he cheated, but I like this guy and he cheated. I'm going to, I'm going to put in the guy I liked. I'll blame a voter for that. I'll say like, if a voter doesn't want to put a rapist in the hall of fame, I'm not going to be like, dude, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, OJ's in the hall of fame, but if some of his stuff happens earlier, maybe, maybe he's not, (laughs) maybe he's not. I don't know. Yeah.
I don't know. No, that makes sense. And I, like I said, I just wanted to ask because, you know, speaking on the football level, I know that's always a topic of discussion. Is Eli going to get in? You know, he will. Uh, he will. Like Philip Rivers, guys like when that. When Eli gets in, it'll, the whole argument will come back and he'll probably say some, he'll give a speech and he'll probably include parts. Eli's funny. I'll say this. Yeah, he like, is. He is. Peyton is funnier in the scripted commercial, mm-hmm. but in that Manning cast, yeah. there's no question who's got the better yeah. comedic timing. And like, I didn't expect that from him. <laughs> dude, he is so much fun. Like Peyton, Peyton's kind of funny, but it feels like all shucks, he'll yeah. get, like goofy yeah. and like the Disney type stuff. Eli's just got it's subtle. Eli's it's just got subtle. great comedic timing, yeah. and and um, I didn't expect that from and him. And he'll probably make a lot of jokes when he gets in about how people thought he shouldn't be in, and people will laugh and be like, "Oh man, isn't that great?" And he'll get his green jacket, and Archie and Olivia will be like, "That's right." Archie will be like, "My seed produced yeah. four Super Bowls and yeah. two gold jackets." Did yeah. I say green jacket earlier? My bad. Gold jacket, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a? Where's um, Arch Manning going? I don't know. I don't know where you think he ends up. You will. I, hey, why not? I know the former UL coach was visiting with him uh, just last week. Oh, okay. Well, um, I heard he was going to Ole Miss or something like that. Well, Did he commit? No, no. I mean, Lane's going after him. They have – that's where, obviously, Eli went. That's where Archie went. There's a lot of Manning history there. Um your name's Arch Manning and you go to Old Miss where Eli and your grandpa Archie played, mm-hmm. it'd be I think that'd Pretty be tight. that'd be cool. It'd be cool. But I, I don't I don't I don't know where he'll end up. I don't know. Good luck to him, man. That's that's a lot of pressure. When you got that name yeah. and you're a, a number one recruit, that's it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, man. Uh all right, uh three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Let's take a phone call. Good morning, welcome into the show. Oh, hey, how's it going? It's not a good morning. Not a good morning. We lost our coach. I understand. You know, and and, and you know, I, I mean, for what I called in, I want to say, hey, look, man. Yeah, if Sean Payton ever coach the Dallas Cowgirls, hmm. I can never forgive that man. I want his name off the. He just gonna mess up everything he gonna put for the thing. I would never respect the man. Coach him out of Coach the crowd, not the Cowgirls. Never respect the man. I sure as hell wouldn't root for him, but I, would, I wouldn't, like, disown him. I mean, no, only, I mean uh, all, only if he goes to the Falcons, which we all know he would not go there. No, he'd go somewhere else. I know, but I'm just saying, not the time, girl. I want his name off the Lombardi, everything. He raised out his name. Off the Lombardi. I don't know that his name's off the Lombardi. I really hate that dude. You know what, Scott? But this is the reason I really oh, call. Okay. Huh? No, I was just saying, I actually agree with you, man. That's that's a little much to go coach the Cowboys, man. It happened, fellas. Yeah. Too much, too you much can, you can stop, there. you can not root for him, hope he fails there, and still appreciate everything he did for the Saints, Dude, if, guys. Come if, on. Nope. If he not brings the Cowboys a Super Bowl, we will never hear the end of this. You're right, that might be untrue. We will <laughs> never <laughs> hear hey, the end hey, of it. The thing is, I don't think he would, and as long as Jerry Jones is the GM. They've been after him. I mean, after the game, after the Dallas Cowgirls lost their game, they Mike Irvin, all of them, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, and you know what happened? I mean, you I forgot the history. The reason why his contract got um towed up because of Jerry complained the contract he had. The Parcells had that same contract going to need um Jerry Jones. Yeah, and how did that work for Bill? How did that how did that work for Bill? How did that work for Jerry? But, but but I'm just saying though, Jerry Dirty. I think he have a lot to do behind this. With no, they've been after him. 
and so on. You know, just too much. So you I think he's just going to you're This guy's on the train that he's definitely going to Dallas in a year. I believe he is. Okay. I believe he's going to sit look, out you're, you're, There are a lot of people that feel that way. There are a lot of people that feel that way. I, and you know, I, I, I just see it. I, I see it. I've been training for you. I've been seeing it. And I think that's why he's going to step back for my three years and then go to Dallas. Different they, kind know, of ownership there, but man. I just hope it don't happen. I just don't. Just go to any team that's not them. Now, this is the reason why I've called. But this is a painful, painful day. Um, when y'all talk about the Hall of Fame of Dan Sharper, Dan Sharper has 63 career interceptions. That's definitely way more than Dion and some others. Now, I get what he did off the field. I'm not condoning that. But if you remember, he came as a, a first ballot of, of that nature for the Hall of Fame. And they changed the rule and started saying, well, you're off the field problem. You can't get in the um, Hall of Fame now. But before they changed that and he came a ballot, he should have been put in. And they, in other words, like they did T.O. and some other, they keep moving the finish line. Uh, you, 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 can't, you can't compare... T.O. or Chris like, Carter to Darren no, Sharper. You cannot. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. What I'm saying is they always move in the finish line on people they don't want in. He was nominated twice. Saying. He did not get voted in. A serial rapist right. was nominated twice for the Hall of Fame. That that in and of itself is a disgrace. Right. But at the time before they made that rule, that didn't matter what you did off the field. You know what I mean? It didn't matter what you did off the field. It was all about your play on the field. How you got nominated. It didn't matter if you were a jerk. It, ma- it, it matters if you're a rapist or a murderer. Man, what do you <laughs> Come on. on field, man? You got it. You, you have to, at, you I, have to define I, a line here between a guy that, you know, might've done some drugs and had issues like Chris Carter and got sorely with the media Mike and Irvin. then got clean or Michael Irvin or T.O. Th- there is a, there is a, 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 distinct difference between those things. And to, know, and to try I, to I even bring I'm up the two in the same he, sentence is ridiculous. I'm not I'm not condoning to nothing that he did and other people did off the field. I thought they should the change a rule. They should the but what I'm telling you is they should change a rule that would allow a serial rapist to be nominated for the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not I'm not <laughs> upset that a rule would be changed that says, you know what guys, we probably shouldn't let this happen. You know, if they put a rule in place that was like, hey, if you were mean to the media, you can't get in. Well, that would be absurd. And that's not what happened. So that's my point, my friend. There's there's just just, it's so different. I just just, no, I understand. And I'm not I'm not the baby argument. I look at it as a thin line. I look at the time what the rules were. And now when he came nominated, they changed the rule. So before you which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Uh, I'm sorry, I disagree. I think the man, what he did on the field, should have mattered if he should have got in the Hall of Fame. I ain't saying he should give a speech or anything or been there. Just nominate him, put him in the Hall of Fame, or and call that a date. You know what I mean? Because what he did on the field. So I'll let y'all go with that, my brother. It's going to be a rough season all, uh, life no, now. Uh, you get, you no, might as well not. get the brown bags out. No, it's not. Back to the brown bags. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. The brown bags? No, we're not. <clears throat> speak life into the situation, man. We're not going back to the brown bag. We're going up. We're going up. Yeah. You know, let's look. I have a message. Let's not be like Scott and like, you know, just be down and, you know, let's be positive. You know, let's be optimistic. Let's, let's think forward. Let's, you know, the sky is the limit. Okay, don't let Scott come in here and tell you, oh, you know, this is going to happen. The guy, yeah, no, I'm I'm still caught up on this last call. It's not a character flaw, guys. 
It's not someone who was mean to reporters and undermined his teammates. He pled guilty to drugging and raping women. Okay. To say that that doesn't matter? Come on. Or shouldn't matter? I'm sorry. He's not saying it didn't matter or it was okay, but like. It's not okay. It doesn't matter. But how does that speak for his play on the field? Hall of Fame, man. Shouldn't you should not be honored if you do that kind of thing. You shouldn't. I agree. You shouldn't. In any way. In any way. If 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 somebody's a, a, a great at anything and then does something totally heinous, I don't think they should be celebrated based on what they did outside of that before in some line of work. Okay. So I feel. So I mean he was removed from the William and Mary Hall of Fame. Was he really? Yeah, that's where he went to school. Of course they removed him. He drugged and raped women. That's crazy, man. I don't even know why I don't even know why we're having this discussion. No, I, I mean I'm just asking. You know, I just asked the question. I ain't mean to, you know, go off on a deep end, but I do have a different question now though. Save it, because when we come back, we're wrapping up with James's question and a few more things on Sean Payton and his tenure. In New Orleans. When we come back right after this on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility. I had my son doing that dance when he was three. The good times, man. They should call me, man. I, you know, I instilled a culture. In, you know. Oh well, you gonna be? <laughs> Why is that funny, Scott? Like I, 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 I you, you, I a joke. When was the last time you coached football? Yesterday. I mean, this past year. Really? What? 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 Uh, what league was that? Fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> James Butler, ladies and gentlemen. I mean. That's basically being a, a GM, right? All right, real talk. How will you remember Sean Payton's time in New Orleans? Man, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it, it, it went on for so long, and he was so successful. Yeah, there were a few bad years, but for the most part, we were competitive, and you can't ask for anything more, to be honest with you, because we coming from a time where the Saints weren't competitive. We weren't 
in playoff contention every year. But with him, it was like there was always a chance, and I appreciated that. And I think that's why it sucks so bad because now we're entering a place where it's like we don't have that security anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like my biggest worry is the way that the players are reacting to it. Like are they still going to embody the culture of the city, you know, of whatever coach comes in? And that's why I think when you were saying the importance of hiring someone that's already in, you know, in the organization is so important so they can kind of, you know, pick it back, pick it back up where you know, where Sean Payton dropped it off from. So, yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. We'll see you back in like two more years. Sean Payton. He um <clears throat> he made the Saints a winner. Before him they were a loser. In simple terms. You know, they from nineteen sixty seven to two thousand and five, their winning percentage was like forty percent. Forty point three. Some might be surprised it's not lower, but it was that's not good. I mean, it's below 500 for that long a period of time. With Sean Payton, or at least since 06, it's 617. Uh, there was one season he didn't coach in there. Without Sean Payton, they won one playoff game ever. With him, they won nine. Without Sean Payton, they had five 10-win seasons ever. With him, they had nine. Without Sean Payton, never even made an NFC title game. With him, they made three. Without him, they never... Went to a Super Bowl with them. They won one. Seven NFC South titles. Prior to Sean Payton, they had won two conference championships. Ever. In their history. Yeah. In, in 30, what, nine years. Super Bowl champion. 631 winning percentage. 152 wins. Top five in total offense 11 times. Obviously, the post-Katrina Saints and, and what they meant to the state in the region and New Orleans, you can't really put... It's hard. It, it's hard to explain to someone. You know, probably better than most, James, because you literally were. Your family was. I mean, y'all were refugees. You had to leave. Your home flooded. You were gone. You ended up at a different high school. Your life changed. It wasn't like, oh, this football team's winning. This is fun. It was. A lot of people in this country and the world left this area for dead. Said they're never coming back. Right now, you've got this team on the big stage. The success in '06. You can't. I mean, it's. Bigger when you say bigger than football, you can say, "Oh, no, it's bigger than football." No, definitely. Um, his role in post Katrina was a huge part of his legacy. Peyton, I I think this year for me has something to do with how some Saints fans are feeling right now because of this. So, you expect the Drew Brees to retire? Is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? And everybody wanted him to get that one more, and it didn't happen. But there was a lot of question about what happens when Breeze retires. A lot. Mm-hmm. And it, I think this season, they didn't get in the playoffs. But they had a winning record without Breeze and with as much... During Sean Payton's era, most amount of injuries, COVID. I mean, that Monday night game against Miami playing a JV team. All of that stuff. Like, all of that and the fact that they still had a winning record. I think made fans feel seeing their five and two start made fans feel like Sean Payton. The there was some fear, whether Saints fans want to admit it or not, and I know you won't, what happens when Breeze leaves? Then they saw what happened this season and it was like the possibilities are still trending up 
This is still a good team. Peyton's going to get them a quarterback, get them this. They're going to be right back in the mix. They're going to be competing for division titles. They're going to be a playoff team. And I, I do think that many Saints fans were questioning if that could happen. I mean, hell, I, I picked the Saints to go 7-10 and 10 this year. I was wrong. The job Peyton did this year, I think, gave people hope about the next 10 years. That hope today, for many, is is waning or I don't want to say it's completely gone, but he got a lot of credit this year. And I think had he retired or or stepped away, as they're putting it, last year, James, when Breeze left, there would be a lot of question about Sean Payton and, oh, well, what can he do without you know an elite quarterback, yeah. even though he won a bunch of games with Teddy Bridgewater and others yeah. who stepped in when Breeze was out. Yeah. I think this season and what they overcame to have a winning record – I think it makes this even harder because now they're, that question that you thought was answered this year, what comes after Breeze, I'm not sure if they can do it. I think that question is now what comes after Peyton, I'm not sure if they can do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So this past season I think has a lot to do with that feeling from Saints fans of can they can they still be in the mix? Can they still be one of – I mean, no. the only team that's won more games in the last five years than the Saints are the Chiefs. That's it. No one's won more than them. In the last decade, only um, two teams have won more. The Chiefs and the Patriots, and then the, the Saints and the Packers, I think, have won the same amount. Yeah. <clears throat> Top four. Does that start trending downward now that Peyton's gone? Depends on who, who, who the new hire is, man. Honestly. It's all going to depend, you know, and, and that's – Mickey Loomis got his work cut out for him, man, because it's like, do you keep it in-house or do you go outside and try to hire someone different who's going to come in and hire their own staff and change the culture? And If it's anyone, I'd rather it be Eric Bieniemy though, because he's from New Orleans. He's going to embody the culture. I know he's going to get the players to kind of, even though the players already embodied the spirit of New Orleans, I know he's just going to amplify that. So you, you know, think you would rather that than a promotion from within? You'd rather I don't, a new I staff? I don't know. I really don't know, man. Like, it's like, if if we do go outside, I think that's the direction I would go. Sure. If you don't promote from within, that's where you go. That, that's, what, that's what I would do. I, and honestly, like, I woke up this morning thinking I kind of, I, I would have, like, left which too. But that's already out the question, so. Probably going to be a promotion from within the way things are looking. So you banking on that? 70% Dennis Allen. Heck, I'll go up to 75. 75% Dennis Allen's the coach next year. I mean, I said 10% Peyton's leaving to go do TV for a year, and uh, I should have said 100%. Yeah. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, Chiefs Niners. That'll be crazy, man. Yeah, you're right, though. I agree. Rams have more talent, especially at the top of their roster, although the Niners have some really good players. Kyle Shanahan owns McVay, man. He owns McVay. Kyle Shanahan. He owns McVay. I think without question, the best coach in the league right now. Don't go anywhere. The Dan Patrick Show's next. James, thanks for coming in. I know you needed to pick me me up. I know you're really down today. I'm not down. You're down. You came in here. Whenever you turn. That big sigh on his face. And don't turn your neck. Like, don't move your neck to turn and, like, You mean when I was hosting a show and you you showed up? You weren't doing anything. I was just like, it's like a zombie. It's like Frankenstein. Like, you didn't even, like, you know. That is James Butler. Follow him on Twitter at. Are you always doing this? I'm trying to get yeah. you. I'm trying to get you followers. Y'all know my Twitter handle, man. I'm not <laughs> about to say it. Y'all know it. I'm not going to say it. Y'all know it already. Samaj Real Samaj, man. Samaj. Samaj Real Tub. S-E-M-A-J-R-E-L-T-U-B. Follow him.
My first and last name back. Support backwards. the man. State Trooper works hard for all of us. Great to see you, buddy. Right, Dan Patrick you, shows next on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.